Did you know Super Awesome Mix has an app? Go to the Apple App Store today and download Super Awesome Mix. It's free. You could start creating and sending your own digital mixtapes in just a few clicks. Also, there's links to our Instagram account and a link where you can follow your favorite podcast. Speaking of which... Welcome back to the Super Awesome Mix podcast. I am Matt Sidholm alongside my co-host and co-founder of Super Awesome Mix, Samer Abusalbi. Samer, I'm going to let you introduce our special guest today. Awesome. It is my real honor, as always, to be here and to introduce um, Amy O'Dell. And I have like a really long list of accomplishments, you know, that I could go through about her. She's a fashion journalist. She's author of the book Tales from the Back Row editor, writer, insanely intelligent. But perhaps the most amazing thing I think that you've managed to accomplish, Amy, is being my friend for nearly 20 years now. That, <laughs> that, that takes dedication. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yes, thank you. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So Amy, I, you know, I, I read up on you before the show, and, and I was just talking about this before we started. You know, my wife was so impressed with your resume that she kind of questioned how how you're friends with Samer. <laughs> yeah, m- many people do, obviously. Did you guys go to high school together? Is that the story? <laughs> yeah, so Samer and I met in, I think when we were freshmen, is that right, Samer? Yes. Freshmen in high school. We went to Westlake High School in Austin, Texas. Um, and I don't know, we somehow stayed very close friends uh, all these 20 years, even though we didn't live in the same place right um we probably had long periods where we we didn't even really talk uh, (laughs) which is not the case anymore (laughs) but we stayed friends i think the first thing that we did together as as friends was we went bowling (laughs) a classic texas pastime yeah (laughs) yeah oh man good times yes um, I think the beginning of our like real friendship, because we knew each other in ninth grade, but then we really became friends our senior year because you came in late to physics class and you got seated at the table <laughs> with with all the other A last names because he had us organized alphabetically. Okay. To be fair, while I am often late, although I've gotten better as I've gotten older, uh, <laughs> I think I wasn't late. I was just, my name was not on the class list. So yeah, then I got that with all the A names. But that was great fun. That was a hor- horrible class. It was so hard, but it was, yeah, it was like <laughs> the hardest class ever, but yeah. It really was. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's get into your mix. I am really excited for, I will say at least half of these songs. Other ones I didn't so much listen to <laughs> growing up, but, <laughs> but that's okay. You know, music is, that's, that's the fun of it all. Everyone has a different experience. But um, can you uh, tell us about the theme before we, we jump into the first song? Yeah, so um, I made this playlist. I don't know why. I guess I was just in the mood to do sort of throwback jams. So I, I would say this is kind of like a high school mix. Or maybe it's because Sam or I strongly associate you with high school. <laughs> I never <laughs> really thinking, left, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> Thinking deeply about our friendship as I put, put this song list together. But yeah, I, I, I sort of themed it around high school. Although I have one song, which we'll talk about, that was not 90s, but more like mid-aughts. 
Got it. Cool. But it just felt appropriate given the artist, but I know we'll get to that. Wonderful. All right. Well, kicking us off real strong. Great song. You've got Santeria by Sublime. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Sublime is an artist that I strongly associate with like a hot, a very hot car. Okay. Um, you know, in, <laughs> go on. In Texas, okay. Like in Texas, you know, in the summer, or like year round, because it's so hot there. So you get in your car and it's so hot. Right. Um, and obviously, when I was in high school, I drove and then I went to college in New York City. So I stopped driving. Um, but yeah, I just associate it with like getting in my car and like driving. I don't know why, but specifically, I have an association with Lake Austin Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, just driving my like old white Toyota Camry, uh, same where you had a cooler car than I did, uh, <laughs> down Lake Austin Boulevard. I'm like, I don't know, going to Barton Springs pool. That's awesome. That's really so was it just, I was sublime. Was it just like on, like always playing in your car or is it just like your preferred well, song when you're there? I used to listen, there? as I'm sure you did too, to 101X. Of course, on yes. Radio. This was because when we were in high school, we listened to the radio. Right. Um, and I listened to 101X, and I feel like they would they must have played Sublime all the time. All the time. Yeah, that's true. But that was a great radio station. Yes. But then eventually, um, I mean, maybe they played it on like Mix 94.7 and 96.7. <laughs> <laughs> um, like those were all the stations I listened to. Right. Maybe eventually they crossed over. I don't really remember. They crossed over to pop territory. But isn't Santeria the song that um, that Lana Del Rey remixed? Or was it another Sublime song? That's something I really mm. should know. I should have prepared for that. I usually look let up me, some Let me look this, this up. Let me look this up. Okay, we're doing um, real-time research on wow. this mix. Yeah, Lana. My, my friends would be very disappointed in me, given that I usually have better <laughs> pop culture knowledge than this. Right. Um, sublime. I was really upset, actually, that she covered this song. Oh, no. She did Do In Time, which is also on my on my playlist. Right. Oh, that's later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. She covered Do In Time. I was really upset that she did that. Why? Because it's just like you didn't want someone to touch the song? I think the song. Yeah. I think the song is great as it is. Right. I, I get and I'm that. like, how is she going to make it better? And then I don't know to like fully like make it a pop song. Right. Yeah. I, I get that. I understand. The original is, guys... is is really good. Yeah. No. Sometimes I don't understand the point of some remakes. You know, especially when it's a really. I get it if it's a really bad song, and then you try <laughs> to remake it into something that's like more tolerable. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't like the song "Brown Eyed Girl." And I mm-hmm. and I wish someone would remake it, maybe make it more tolerable. <laughs> but that is yet to happen. Why? Because you because so. you have to hear it at like every wedding you go to. Yes, right. <laughs> it was just that I hear those first couple notes, and I'm just like, oh, it's like a stomach punch. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to continue. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just feel like Sublime does not need to be remixed. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, so you start strong with Sublime, and then I think you get stronger. Okay, you go to Lauren Hill. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and this is off the, you know, her her one big album. And uh, that was kind of a hit after hit after hit album. But um, you pick Duwop, that thing. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And tell us why this was the p- selection here. I just well, I love the song. I love the way it sounds as I do everything on the mix. But I also feel like this is kind of a feminist anthem that has held up. Mm-hmm. And I just had a daughter 
and I want her to like listen to this song and like absorb the values of this song. And that's in between like sh- <laughs> Baby Shark and Raffi, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, yeah. Just to forewarn you, she's going to prefer Baby Shark initially. <laughs> It's going to yeah, take some okay, time so my, to get... Yeah, yeah, so my son, my son, who is almost three, he went through a phase when he was a baby, and now he's a toddler, but he went through a phase when he was a baby where he really responded to No, No, No by Destiny's Child. I think he was, like, learning to talk and know had right. entered his vocabulary. <laughs> that is an early word that we all learn, yeah. Yeah, he would really jam out, like, when we would take long car rides um, to No, No, No. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is all. I mean, great. I love that he loves that song, but that had to be tough as a parent because he was probably just saying no to everything, even more than most toddlers do at that point, right? It probably was, but as as I'm learning, as toddlers get older, their opinions get stronger. Yes, and <laughs> it gets it gets more difficult negotiating with them as time goes on. Man, I don't think I've ever left being a toddler then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I keep I keep losing age as we talk through this podcast. <laughs> I think the only difference is my vocabulary is expanded, but <laughs> which is helpful. Don't give yourself helpful. too much credit, Samer. <laughs> Fair, yes. <laughs> Fair point. Um all right, speaking of, you know, people driving each other crazy, you've got Britney Spears parentheses, you drive me crazy. As your third, yeah. Well, the, okay. Song. So the parentheses, to be clear, those were not mine. Right? No, I know. <laughs> the other yeah, part yeah. of the song. <laughs> Look, no, we have a, about... a slew of Britney Spears fans listening, so they don't need to be told that <laughs> the parentheses are around. You drive. Well, you me. know, yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize how many um, sort of superfluous parentheses there were in song titles right. until I actually made this playlist because I was typing out each individual song. Um. And as a writer, obviously, parentheses and their necessity are something I, I do think deeply about because mm-hmm. I hate when I'm reading and I'm interrupted by a parenthesis if like I, it doesn't need to be there anyway. Um, <laughs> but Brittany, I think we're all thinking about Brittany, not only because we just all naturally do think about Brittany um, and have for 20 years uh, right. steadily, but because point. of the docu the documentary that just came out about her. I haven't so seen that thinking, yet. Oh, Stammer. <laughs> I haven't seen it either in Samer's defense. Like, All right, so, so we've got homework. Okay. okay, it's only an hour. You should both watch it. It was so okay. fascinating and it was it was really fascinating as a media criticism about the way she was covered in the media right. and how how awful it was. And you know, I think America or the world had collectively forgotten about how um prejudicially she was treated. Right. So it's very interesting. And, you know, now she's in a phase where she's kind of, I don't know, she's got a whole slew of people in the Free Britney movement who are sort of trying to reclaim her independence uh, and her prominence anyway. So maybe that's why I was thinking about her. But I also don't think that, like, you can really um, make a high school, like, for people our age, I'm 35, like, you cannot make a playlist from high school without putting a Britney song on it. I like, totally she was agree. just so, so everything at the time. I don't know what the corollary would be today. Like, the Ariana Grande of our time. Right. I probably, can see that. That's probably a pretty good parallel. Yeah. Oh, I Although, think I think Ariana Grande better. has a better voice. 
Well, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think Britney was such a compelling artist. Arguably more compelling artist. I don't know. Also, this song features a recurring cowbell, which is just... Is that so? <laughs> it is, yeah. That's my fun fact about this song. <laughs> I forgot. Well, see, I thought I adequately prepared for this song by watching the movie Drive Me Crazy with <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Grenier. I thought that's where you were going with this song. I was like, oh, great. Somebody's finally giving that movie its due. No, but... I wasn't. I actually wasn't. I, I didn't realize Adrian Grenier was in that movie. <laughs> well, because the star power was Melissa Joan Hart in 1999. Right. That was the lead. Exactly. And then exactly. it's like, we got this other guy. And yeah. yeah. Then a couple of years later, the other guy, you know, entourage and, and off he went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So there's Drive Me Crazy. We're going to move on. Speaking of crazy and divas, Mariah Carey and fantasy. So a lot of great Mariah Carey songs. Tell us why fantasy makes it onto the list here. <sighs> well, I mean, why wouldn't it be on the list? I think it's the, it's the better question. <laughs> Fantasy and Mariah Carey. I mean, fantasy is, I think, this is a big statement. I think it's her most important song. Um, oh, whoa. Okay. Okay. Expand on that. I'm not sure, Expand I'm not sure <laughs> if you could, uh, if you guys have um, a more important song in, in mind by Mariah Carey, but you know, like I kind of associate that song again with the radio. And I remember, was it on Sundays? I think on Sundays, 96.7 uh, in Austin, Texas would do like their countdown. And I want to say, was it hosted by Ryan Seacrest at that time? Maybe it was. Anyway, but she Fantasy was like the number one song. And you would have to actually like put turn on your radio and listen to these songs. And there were commercials and everything. Mariah Carey had the number one spot for ever yeah that's awesome and that video was on mtv all the time like i watched used to turn on the tv and watch mtv and trl right like how many times did we see mariah carey going down that roller coaster yeah yeah i remember that i do remember that was the first thing that popped into my mind when i saw this on the list was the video yeah yeah I actually yeah i rewatched it prior to to us recording today and it's just like the most wonderful 1995 time capsule <laughs> <laughs> absolutely it's, it's so absolutely. good yeah yeah and I don't know why. I mean, I've been working, Samer, as you know, uh, on a book for a long time. And when you're working on a book, you can't really listen to music because right. you're either like interviewing somebody or transcribing a tape or writing. And I can't listen to music with words while I write. But if I ever find myself doing something where like I can put on music, for some reason, I just shuffle Mariah Carey. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Um, so she's speaking... been with me. She's been with me in recent years. In addition to the 1995, that's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right, number five. Honestly, I've, I literally since you sent this to me, I've, I've listened to it like 150 times because it's just such an addicting song. So it's Madonna's "Ray of Light." Such a great track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Ma- Madonna has so many important songs. Um, but I think this period of Madonna, the Ray of Light period, was probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why is that? Well, it was very, like, dancey. And yes. um, she had a great concert DVD that I watched a lot in college uh, where she was wearing, like, a white bodysuit. And it was just, like, all kind of riffing on on the whole dance disco theme. Right. It was very comforting when I was in college. 
her her vocals on top of like that EDM bass track is are just really really good. Like every mm-hmm. time the chorus hits, I just I can't help but sing along with her. <laughs> the other exactly. thing, the other thing that's great about Madonna is it was also I keep referencing my parents like mixtape that was permanently in their car. Madonna also was all over it too, so I had a lot of strong associations listening to it in that regard. It's great, right. great track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like how through this podcast we're going to slowly reconstruct that mixtape. So far, we've got <laughs> Sticks on there, Whitney Houston, and now Madonna. So. Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. really. That's really like my meta project here. It's it's just building that mixtape over the course of the No, entire... don't tell don't tell me the whole mixtape. I want to just kind of reconstruct it yes. and see if I can piece it together over time. Yeah. I, I will, yeah. I'll I'll let that happen. It'll be the mystery that unfolds. Very, <laughs> yes. very serial esque, you know. Tune in next week, find out what other band <laughs> yes, was on this. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's our cliffhanger. Um Okay, so moving on. We're gonna we're gonna pair these up. So we got back to back destiny's child on this mix um so you went with no 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 which we kind of talked about a little bit and then you went with mm-hmm. say my name so talk mm-hmm. about talk about destiny's child you got two other songs back to back on here and and why why they had to be on this mix is real music dying what even is real music and who are we to judge that Well, my father is a lifelong musician, and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird, and the deep questions, and we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer, or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in, and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. Destiny's Child was another artist that was just so important. I feel when we were in high school, like in the late nineties, they were so important. And I think everybody remembers that music video where they're just like, um, they're in different rooms that are different sort of jewel tone colors and they're wearing outfits that match the rooms. And then instead of doing like a consistent dance, they just sort of hit poses on the, on the certain beats. Mm hmm. You guys don't remember that. No, I don't at all. I don't oh my remember God. the video. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just a, I knew it's the songs. Important... I thought I was like, hey, look at me. I'm hip. I know the songs. Okay. <laughs> it's such an important video. Um, anyway, I think it's one of the songs that Beyonce continues to perform uh, to this day, like as Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she actually, one of the things that uh, drives me crazy about her performances, even though they're brilliant and incredible, and inspiring is that she does these like medleys like she just doesn't she doesn't play mini songs all the way through she'll do right. like, a snippet and then move on to the next one which like you know when you're beyonce and you have such a vast canon of hits i guess that's what you have to do to cover all the material that your people <laughs> right. want to hear um <laughs> but this is one of the songs that she performs and like when she does her destiny's child section of her shows yeah it just has to be like so big it's funny say my name is a song that would make its way um so as as you you two know, but listeners probably don't know, I was a spin instructor for many years, um, and there would be remixes of of "Say My Name," and it's like such a crowd pleaser. Like, doesn't matter who is in the audience, everyone like has a little bit more pep on the bikes whenever that comes on. It's still, Absolutely. a great mm-hmm. song today. It holds up on its own. 
20 years yes, later. It's it holds, awesome. It holds up and people who have forgotten about it want to remember it. Right. I agree. That's great. All right. We, um, we're, I'm also going to pair up these next two because in my mind, they're, they're like, they're very close to one another. Um, two of my favorite bands, one of which was also my Desert Island mix. So you've got Green Day, the song Holiday, and then Blink-22, mm-hmm. the song Damn It. Yeah. So I think those songs are like 10 years apart. Uh, Green Day Holiday came out, was it in like 04? I think so. Yeah. I think it was, their, around I think it was American Idiot uh, was that album. Yeah. Right. Which I was their so. whole yeah. response to like Bush. And, right. Right. Um, the war and everything. It was such like a horrible, horrible time. Um I don't know. I this is. I guess I picked this song. Green Day is like an, another one of those artists that I associate with like being hot in a car and listening to 101X. Um, but I picked this song just because it's my favorite Green Day song. Nice. It's a good one. It's really good. <laughs> but there were so many Green Day songs. I mean, I really thought about like which Green Day song I was going to pick for this there discussion. Are, there are a lot of really good ones. In fact, Green Day I think was like my first introduction to kind of like pop punk and punk in general yeah exactly many people our age i think that's the case Mm -hmm. they were great yeah and my husband we have like very little in common (laughs) actually (laughs) like our interests are not similar at all but we both like one of the few artists we can align on is green day that's great (laughs) so tell me tell me about blink 182 then Blink-182, probably my favorite artist um, growing up. I think they were my first concert. I went and I saw them. Samer, what was the concert venue in Austin that we all went to? Stubbs? No. I did say Ludacris. Yeah, I I, I went with you to that one. That's a story for another day. That was my first concert, was the Ludacris concert at Stubbs Barbecue. (laughs) Was it really? Oh my gosh. No, I had seen, I saw Blink-182. It it was the indoor venue. Oh, like the Frank Irwin Center? Yes, at the Frank Irwin Center. Yeah, I saw that and it blew my mind to be at a concert. It was like the greatest thing ever. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Great. I bet they were, I've, I've never gone to one of their concerts, but I bet it's just gotta be so much fun to be in that one in particular, like way back, um, 20 years like ago. Like when they were cool and not right. old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you could still go, I mean, Green Day performs, you know, right. like we could go to a Green Day concert, but I don't, I don't think I would get anything out of that. <laughs> I think it would just make me feel older. You know? Right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I I was having this conversation with someone recently. Um I saw like Metallica like played um some online concert recently and I was like, "Oh my god." Because in my mind I've just kind of frozen those bands in time. You know, you grew up listening to them and then you are you like think of them as like, "Oh yeah, they're that's, you know, that's Metallica. That's how they look like." And then you see them <laughs> you look at them again recently and you're like, "Oh my god, they're so old now." It's it's pretty shocking. Yeah, Metallica was huge when I was in high school, and I think I'm about ten years older than you guys. So, that's, <laughs> yeah, they're they're older for sure. Yes, yeah, but I mean, I guess they still rock. So that's they do, great. they do, they still rock. The songs still hold rock. up. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but enough about Metallica. We're gonna go over to track ten, and you come back to Sublime. And I'll admit, when I I didn't realize this was the title to the song. I always think of the song. I thought the title of the song was Summertime because that's like the first words that he says. But uh, it's due in time. So so talk about why this is on here. Yeah, that would be a logical mistake. Um, 
I don't know. I, I just love the song. I love the song. Sublime, you know, they didn't have, they didn't record that much. Um, because right. they weren't around for that long. But this, I think this is one of their iconic songs. And then, as I said earlier, like Lana Del Rey brought it back by covering it in a way that I, I strongly do not approve of. Um, no, which my friends, I have deep discussions about pop music with um, one of my closest friends every day. And he was, he loves her cover. He thinks it's fantastic. He doesn't understand why I would side with Sublime, but I do. I do. I think the song should be listened to and enjoyed in its purest form. And now that it's spring in New York and Samer and I, I guess we're all in New York, right? Um, you know, it just finally started getting nice out. Like not, now is the time to get in your car and like listen to the song. I agree. Matt, Matt's in Dallas, though. Um, oh, you're in Dallas. Okay, so it's always hot there. Right. It is always so. hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, this is actually a song that I think could be a good candidate for like the the tone and the tempo doesn't match the lyrics because this is actually just all about being cheated on by your girlfriend and feeling that you are like in a prison of her own making, basically, which is kind of rough. But then it's like set to this bossa nova song and it's so delightful and, and, and like such a great song to kind of just chill out to. But the lyrics are, are rather sad. Yeah, that's a much better description. Yeah, the lyrics are actually, no, I listened to this yesterday on my jog and uh, I didn't realize how disturbing some of the lyrics were until I really listened to it in like a more analytical way. Right, right. <laughs> but I think this is a song that like in no way in 2021 would survive right. <laughs> the, the mob, you know. Um, let's talk about a song that is still amazing. Uh, um, track 11, you've got Creep by TLC. Yes. Okay. So this is a little early, like for the period that I was trying to focus on. I think this came out was it in the early nineties. I think 92, so. 93, um, 94. Was, yeah, I think probably, yeah. Early to mid nineties. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, off of the iconic album, crazy, sexy, cool. <laughs> um, but I just I think this is one of those songs that still like really holds up today and that I also just really strongly associate with like that era when MTV was everything Mm -hmm. and they aired music videos but actually I think the music video that I saw most by TLC on MTV was either Waterfalls or Digging on You. It was Waterfalls. Had to be Waterfalls. Yeah. Yeah. That was that I was. Don't on if you remember, all the time. but do you remember the digging on you music video? Because I do. Like digging on you, I think is it's a great song, but nobody ever plays it. Yeah. Which is a shame. Which is, is really a shame. I agree. Yeah. But TLC, it's just you know they're a very important artist. Their songs hold up today. Um, I mean, perhaps they're more strongly associated these days with No Scrubs. I don't know. But I just, I mean, I like uh, Creep the best of all their songs. That's just my favorite. So that's why I picked that one. That's a good one. Yeah, no Scrubs is my favorite. Can't argue with that. All right. We're going to finish it out with Jennifer Lopez, If You Had My Love. Okay. Now, was it intentionally the last track or it just happened to be the last track? No, I wouldn't say it was intentionally the last track. J-Lo is somebody who I'm often thinking about. Um you know, the way like my mind will just naturally drift to Britney Spears or mm-hmm. Beyonce. Like J-Lo is somebody who I want to keep up with. Um, we wish her the best to read her breakup with 
a rod. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are they broken up or? Yes, they you're did. You're hearing conflicting release. reports. You're very behind. They are broken up and they released a statement. <laughs> they did release a statement confirming that they broke up. Yes. Wow. Oh. Um, so, you know, we wish her the best. We're thinking of her. But uh, her, her, should we call it a pivot? Her pivot into pop music was so major in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I find it remarkable, I guess, that she's still doing it. Right. <laughs> like she's now more of a, she's a pop star really more than an actress, right? I mean, she's just like a, like a celebrity, like one of those rare global superstars who seems to have sort of like every industry in her thrall, like fashion loves her and music loves her and Hollywood. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think this, this was the song that, that made her what she is today. Right. I mean, her Super Bowl, her Super Bowl halftime show, I thought was incredible. Yes. Really, really good. I don't know if you guys watched it and if you remember it, I I actually watched it with, with Shakira, right? Yes, with Shakira, who was yeah. also incredible. I watched it with my son, who was what was he one at the time? I guess he would have been a toddler, yeah, like a new toddler. And his mind was so blown. I don't think he had ever seen TV before. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the only thing. My husband had gone to watch the game elsewhere because I don't care about football. I can't stand it. But I always watch the halftime show. So he had gone to watch it elsewhere. And it was like me and my mom and my my little boy and I sat him on the couch with me and we watched J-Lo and his mind was so blown. He was talking about J-Lo, I think, for weeks. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm sure he's forgotten it, but um, but I'm going to get him back to that point. I should probably play him this playlist. So I was going to say, yeah. Like what's important. Yeah. He is really into, he's into Taylor Swift right now. So I'm happy about that. We're on the right track. Yeah, that's great. That is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, both my kids, Taylor Swift, I mean, really speaks to the power of her music, not to get off on a tangent here, but both of my kids early on really latched on to different Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. Yes. Shake It Off is definitely the yes. favorite. Yes. Mm-hmm. I still listen to the 1989 album. I just think it's like perfection start to finish. It's so good. Great album. I do think it's her finest work. And Taylor is not really like my thing. I'm really more of a Beyonce, J-Lo right. Um, devotee, but I do very much appreciate 1989. Awesome. Well, Amy, great mix. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. This is great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And I, I wanted to say also, like, I found it really fun to make a mix that I was going to share and talk about. Nice. They are. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It is. And like, because when we make playlists, they're just for ourselves, right? So right. to make a list of music to share. It was it was really fun and really inspiring. That's great. I'm so glad you had a great time. Um, yeah. Where can our listeners find more of your work? Oh, my goodness. Well, you can buy my book, Tales from the Back Row, on Amazon or any of your uh, other um, favorite bookstores. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram where I share everything that I write. Um, I'm a little bit on hiatus right now because I'm finishing a finishing a book, but I look forward to sharing details of that soon. But on Instagram, I'm instamyodell, I-N-S-T-A-M-Y-O-D-E-L-L. You can follow me on Twitter, but I don't post there because I hate it. I'm <laughs> at Amy Odell on Twitter. 
And you can find me on Facebook. I have a, a page called Amy Odell Books, but I also don't love Facebook, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not super active right there right now either. So really just focus on Instagram is really what you're talking about. Yeah, but about. I, I look forward to spamming everybody soon about my about my book when I'm able to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, I can't it. wait. Awesome. Maybe we can have too. you back on with another mix when, when oh, the yeah. book comes out. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. I would love to do that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, For the listeners out there, tell a friend about the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, find us on social media at Super Awesome Mix. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook with that handle. Download the app uh, so you can listen to this mix because we're going to post it in the show notes so everybody could listen to Amy's mix. And uh, until next time with with another great guest and another great mix, this is Matt for Samer and we will uh, see you next week. Super Awesome Mix is brought to you by DLM. Make shopping easy with DLM, the one-stop shop for all your casual clothing needs. Shop DLMSupplyCo.com and enter the promo code AWESOME at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. That's DLMSupplyCo.com.